Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Good Friday offers us a insight and reflection in a disoriented world. It invites us back into a time of long ago, but invites us into this time here and now, today, in this moment of uncertainty, to reflect and remember the foundation of the Christian faith. If you are not yet in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, your Lord and Saviour, I am truly believing and have been praying over this week that you would encounter a loving God who knows you, who welcomes you, and wants to be in a meaningful and life-changing, transforming relationship with you. I'm praying that over this weekend, you will have a clarity and a revelation of who you are in God and all that he has done for you because of his great love. God, through Jesus Christ, seeks to restore a broken relationship with us, a relationship that's been broken through our own sense of wanting to do things our own way, establish ourselves as our own gods. Uh, And in this moment, there's an opportunity to repent, that is, turn away from our way of life and turn back to the heart of God, the heart of our Father, and declare either for the first time or as a recommitment uh, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Saviour who saves me and is restoring my heart, my soul, my mind and my body. We welcome you into this time. Several hundred years before uh, the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah spoke to the people of Israel. Uh, He spoke to them about the broken relationship that they had with their God, with their Creator. They had forgotten their covenant with God they had become self-obsessed, self-indulgent. They'd forgotten to care for the foreigner, the outcast. They had forgotten God as the one who rescued them out of slavery. And this is essentially what we're talking about, rescuing people out of slavery. And the people of Israel had forgotten this. They had taken up all the other gods, all the other ways of the cultures and the tribes around them. And the prophet Isaiah spoke to a nation as they wrestled with the thought of being rejected, outcast, overcome, and even abandoned in exile, separated from everything that they knew, everything that they worshipped, everything they understood about worship, everything they understood about their way of life was about to be ripped out from them by another nation. Isaiah says in chapter 52 and through to chapter 53, See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness. So will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will not see and what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for his transgressions, 
He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Maybe this is how you feel today. Maybe you feel like God barely recognizes you. Maybe you feel like you barely recognize God. Maybe it's how you felt for a while. And you're still wondering if God even exists or even is interested in you. But we feel like God barely recognizes us or we barely recognize God. And there's a variety of reasons for that. Maybe we just got caught up in life. And we kind of stopped hearing from God or we stopped trying to hear from God even. Those moments where we're really passionate when we first believed in God, they've kind of faded away and drifted away from us. Maybe God's disappointed you. You know, your circumstances haven't changed. Life is still just really hard all the time. Maybe that prayer that you pray, you didn't see the answer in the way that you prayed for it. And so God has stopped recognizing you. You've been beaten up by life. You know, there's lots of things and lots of ways in which people have disappointed us. And we all feel like we've been let down by one another, by people who we thought were our closest friends. And so we feel like we are barely recognizable by God. We feel unseen. We feel rejected. Maybe there's different reasons for that. Maybe your family isn't what you see in other families. Maybe you've just picked up what your family told you and you've got this unresolved anger and disappointment and hurt inside you. You don't know where it come from, but it's just been there your whole life. Maybe your family has cast you aside through no fault of your own in abusive relationships, in abusive childhood, in abusive uh, experiences, and you feel like God doesn't recognize you. And it's hard to recognize God in those moments as well. Maybe we just feel unworthy. You know, we've made some terrible choices in our life. Maybe we've made some choices that have just led us down the wrong path and we kind of don't know how to get back. And maybe we don't even know how we got down that path. And yet we just feel this sense of unworthiness, this sense of being lost and disappointed with where we have ended up. And we just end up along the way being hurt, feeling like we can trust no one, let alone ourselves, let alone this far off, unrecognizable God. Maybe we just, life isn't what we imagined. You know, we had these grand plans of what we thought life would be and how we would go through life and what we would achieve in life and it just hasn't worked out. Why would God be interested in looking at me? Maybe we've just done too much wrong in our life and we feel like we've caused too much hurt and pain. Why would God barely recognize me? How can I recognize God in the midst of that hurt and that pain? Of course, at the end of the day, maybe there's some of us sitting here watching this and seeing this. And honestly, you don't have too much drama in your life. Life is okay. It's peachy. You've got everything that you need, everything that you want even. Why do you need God? It's hard to recognize God when you've got everything you want and life is comfortable just as much as in the pain. And yet if we were to be honest ourselves, regardless of our experience, regardless of hardship, or joy and everything going according to plan, if we're to be honest with ourselves, there is an emptiness. We carry an emptiness, a despair, a loneliness, a desire for something more, a desire for something more that sustains us. And we ask the question, 
why would God recognize me? Why would God see me? Why would God be attracted to knowing me? And I want to say to you today, I believe, genuinely believe it's actually through the cross that God shows his interest and that he does see us. It's actually in the cross where we recognize that God has stretched out his arms in open love, declaring that he is willing to go to death to express his love for us so that we can be restored in a relationship with him. It's in the cross that we can be assured that God sees us in our most desperate moments, in our most painful moments, in our deepest wounds that God sees us. It is the cross, the death of Jesus, that becomes a turning point, a marker in the course of history. You know, before the crucifixion, uh, as Jesus traveled around the countryside and participated in ministry and as he ate meals with uh, people he barely knew in lots of ways, but somehow people knew him, his family came and chased him and they thought he was crazy. Now, before the crucifixion, um, many didn't believe that anything good came out of Nazareth. Before his crucifixion, others saw his teaching as just too costly, too hard. Religious and political leaders actually felt threatened by him. and So no one wanted to recognize Jesus as the Son of God, as the full expression, as the full revelation, as the full invitation to draw in to the heart of the Father. Do you know who did recognize Jesus? The unseen, the outcast, the rejected, the lonely, the broken, the unworthy, the forgotten, the wounded. Let me read you part of the story of Jesus' crucifixion from Matthew chapter 27. He'd been uh, at trial before Pilate and it comes to the point where Pilate simply has him flogged and hands him over to be crucified. And that's simply a political move that Pilate just hands him over to keep the peace. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and they gathered the whole company of soldiers around him, not just a few people, maybe 25, 50 people, 100 people gathered around Jesus. They stripped him and they put a scarlet robe on him. A robe signifies mocking his royalty, his claim to royalty. And then they twisted together a crown of thorns and they set it on his head. And they put a staff in his right hand and they knelt down in front of him and they mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him. They took the staff and they struck him on the head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. And then they led him away to be crucified. It's an incredibly brutal experience. And Jesus doesn't respond with force. He doesn't threaten them. He doesn't raise a voice in anger and declare how unfair it was, how unjust it was. He receives it. Jesus the man becomes barely recognisable. And after quite literally taking every scrap of anger 
and rejection, every scrap of pride as they mock him and as they beat him and as they spit on him. As, they take, as he takes every ounce of greed and fear, he takes the full force of everything that is against God, everything that has been away from God, everything that's walked away from God, disowned God, rejected God. He takes the full force of that on himself. The full expression of a broken relationship between humanity and God. And you know what? As he hangs on the cross, it's in this moment that he's recognized. He's recognized by a centurion and those who are keeping watch, those who perhaps participated even in the mocking and the beating, in the crucifixion. And as a centurion, we're told, stands there and looks at the crucifixion of Jesus, he says, truly, this man was God's son. He was recognized as he hung on a cross, either side of him, a criminal, two criminals. Uh, and one of them mocks him and tells Jesus to save himself and save them. And the other looks in there as they're hanging there. It's quite bizarre. And he says there, we're here because of what we have done. But don't you know this man is innocent and doesn't deserve to be here? And then we're told that this criminal, he looks at Jesus and he asks him to remember him. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And even as Jesus has taken everything on that, even as he hangs on the cross in excruciating pain, we're told that he sees this criminal. And he says, today, you will be with me in paradise. Unworthy, unrejected, un unknown, unseen, and fully welcomed, fully seen. As Jesus is hung on the cross, and this is perhaps the most powerful, the most astonishing of all of this experience, he looks at those who have beaten him, those who have rejected him, those who have mocked at him, those who have um, cast him aside, those who have been threatened by him. He looks at those who have pierced the nails through his body, he looks at those who are laughing at him and maybe have taken the robe and spread it around and rubbed it in the dirt even more. He looks at them and he says, Father, forgive them. Don't hold against them. I see them. I know them. You know them. Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And maybe you're here today, maybe you're watching this today and you've clicked on this um, Good Friday service. Maybe you're looking for some sense of hope. Maybe you're sitting there going, this is my last chance. God, you've got to reveal yourself something today. Maybe you feel today unworthy, rejected, isolated, forgotten, unworthy. Maybe you've lost any sense that life could be any different. You're feeling anxiety and uncertainty as our world has been turned upside down and that's been the last straw for you. Maybe you're too far down a hole and you feel like God can't reach you. 
maybe you've the one who you're the one who's known God, but over time you've ignored and rejected God. And sure, it's easy to blame other people, but this is about you and God. Maybe you've lost any sense of hope that life could be different. So hear this from Isaiah again. When Isaiah says to the people of Israel in chapter 49, verse 16, he says, God has engraved you on the palm of his hand. He's engraved you on the palm of his hand. In tragedy, in heartache, in disorientation, in rejection, in loneliness, unworthiness, so much wrong you don't know how to come back. God sees you. He recognizes you with all of your wounds. Though others do, God cannot forget you. God will not forget you. God waits for you. He looks for you. He sees you. And more than that, God identifies with you. We're told in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. It might feel like darkness is overwhelming you. Jesus knows what that feels like. He's experienced that and that moment on Good Friday when he went to the cross, when he was mocked, beaten, spat upon. As he took his final breath, he knows what it feels like to have darkness overwhelming you. And yet with your wounds, in your wounds, despite your wounds, you are seen. You are recognized by God. And today is an opportunity to declare him as your Lord and Savior in your brokenness, your rejection, your disillusionment, your anger and your fear, your hurt, and in that declaration of Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, the healing work of Christ crucified begins in you. See, everything we talk about is an invitation to follow Jesus, even in this tragic moment, this tragic reflection and remembrance of what Jesus has done. Maybe this is the first time you've heard this news or you're hearing it again, but have forgotten it or you've just been on a slow drift away from God. We want to invite you to kneel or to stand where you are and simply declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. To repent, that is to acknowledge the things that we've done that have been apart from God, away from God. To confess that our ways, our thoughts have not been according to His heart for us. And acknowledge Him as your Saviour, as the one who wants to and actually offers to save, to restore and to heal you. Father, we want to thank you for who you are. We want to honour you for all that you have done. 
We recognize in this day the heartbreaking experience that you must have gone through to watch Jesus die on the cross, be mocked and rejected. And yet in that, we recognize that you identify with us. You see us. Help us in this moment to see you, to know you, to accept you. Father, we confess, we acknowledge that we do not, do not always walk according to your ways. We confess and acknowledge that we have carried hurt and pain from what others have done to us, what others have said against us. And today we want to lay that down. We surrender that into your purposes, into your healing, into your grace and into your goodness. We want to acknowledge you as Lord of our lives. We want to acknowledge you as the one who restores our life. Reveal yourself to us in this moment, wherever we're watching this today, Father, that you would reveal yourself to us that we might encounter you. Those without hope would know hope. Those who are broken would know restoration. Those who are ill would know your healing. Those who are angry would know the lifting of that burden from their spirit, Father. May your grace and your goodness overwhelm each of us wherever we are today, Father. Whatever our experience is today, whatever our experience has been, may we know that you see us, that you recognize us. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to encourage you to take some time to reflect on what you've heard. Don't rush past this moment. It would be easy now just to keep going. It's a public holiday. Got plenty of time just to sit, take some time to reflect on the heart of God for you. If you want to talk further about this, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us by emailing life at horsham.org.au and one of our team will be in touch with you in the coming week. We'd love to hear about your reflections. We'd love to hear about your decision to follow Jesus. Over this season, in this time of disorientation, unsettling, may you know and encounter the God who sees you.